We're back with our friend and, I guess, minimalism expert, John Schneck. You probably wouldn't call yourself an expert, but we, we call you an expert because you're our minimalism guy. Uh, how's it going, man? I appreciate that. Hey, it's going really well. How are you guys doing? We're good. Doing, We're doing fantastic. Thanks for having me back. I feel like a celebrity. Well, yeah. it's been a year, so <laughs> it's been a while since we had you on, but we just want to check back in on, uh, on how things are going. I noticed uh, I've been following... You on Twitter and uh, maybe Instagram. I don't know. I don't know where I get all my information these days. It's kind of just all over the place. But I noticed you're into CrossFit. Oh, that's true. You just got you got sucked into the cult. And and uh, if 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 someone's a minimalist and a CrossFit uh, CrossFitter, which do they talk about first, right? <laughs> Veganism. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man, seriously. Yeah, well, well, yeah, update us. Let us know let us know how you got into this CrossFit business and how does that Well, I I I just want to say though that John, people did like the minimalism episode, so I thought it'd be great to do a 2.0 oh, kind of a follow-up. It's been like a year and I was just thinking, you know, we need to Has it been a year? It has. It's been about. Has it been yeah. that long? Wow. That yeah. is crazy. We've been podcasting for almost 2 years, which is just insane. Um, That's awesome. Congratulations. Well, no. I went to a I went to a session on podcasting at South by Southwest this year, and uh, I went to a session called "How to uh, What Your Podcasts Eat for for Lunch" or something like that. Huh. And it was basically about how many podcasters just lose heart because it's so hard to keep a podcast going past like six episodes. <laughs> well, you know, we- like just. Just the time that it takes to put into prepping and finding material and keeping it interesting for so you know for so long, a lot of people just give up. And get, I think it, I think it's a lot harder than people think it is. Oh, absolutely! And getting guests like you, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're we're cycling back through our old guests because we're like, who do we talk to? We can't just be us. Oh, I, it's, it is. Difficult. I see what this is now. Yeah, yeah, well, it is difficult, but we we also like. I think there's some sort of allure to to checking back in with people. We had Ethan Luck back on the second time, um, nice. you know, to to chat with him, and and people really like him. We've had Dan Coke on a few times, so figure we check back in with the Schneck. And uh, yeah, well, 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 thanks. I really am interested um, because uh, you know I've kind of I've have I've had some friends jump into CrossFit and kind of that became their community and their sort of like trajectory and everything and i'm not like super critical whatever if you want to do uh whatever you want to do and be healthy go for it what kind of grabbed you about crossfit and how'd you how'd you figure it out and get into it so do you guys know matt lott uh rings a bell he was in a band called waverly oh yeah yeah um anyway we played with him and he played and he played with uh played bass for House of Heroes yes. at the tail end of their career. Yeah, we just talked to Colin anyway. Rigsby and I believe okay, yeah. that's he mentioned his name and so that's why it's familiar to me. But yes. So Matt and I have been working out for about a year together. How at least o- lifting how, weights. How often? Uh four or five days a week. Holy cow. That's dedicated. Yeah. Dang. So um and the whole time he just keeps saying, man, when I, when I was, cause he used to live in, uh, somewhere out West, 
Arizona, New Mexico or something like that. And he said, man, when I was doing CrossFit, blah, 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 man, when I was doing CrossFit, blah, blah. And I was like, shut up about CrossFit already. Like we're, we're, let's just, let's just lift some weights, you know, hang out. Yeah. So anyway, so one day I was, uh, laying in bed and on Netflix is, was a CrossFit documentary, right? Right. And it was about the, uh, the CrossFit games, which are the kind of the top 40 CrossFitters in the world get together every year and compete for the fittest on earth. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so I watched this CrossFit documentary and like within five minutes of watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, like that looks like so much fun. So then the next day when I met Matt at the gym, I was like, hey, we should do a CrossFit workout instead of just lifting weights. And that was literally all it took. And I have not done regular weightlifting since. So what makes CrossFit working out fun compared to like just bench pressing? <laughs> yeah. So what makes it fun? What makes anything working out fun? Yeah. I want to know this. <laughs> it's really interesting. It's it's kind of a uh it's just this idea of like how far can you push yourself, you know? Um the the workouts are relatively short. They're usually like 12 to like 20 minutes is a really long CrossFit workout. But yeah. you do, you know, three to five different movements in a either a specific period of time, like as many um, reps of a workout as you can, or um, do a, do one for a minute, then one for a minute, then one for a minute, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's just really fun. There's a lot of it; just keeps it interesting. Um, you know, they, they incorporate a lot of different fitness elements. Uh, conditioning and then also like olympic weightlifting stuff like doing um clean and jerks and snatches and things like that which are really fun to do um so it's a lot of know. high it's, intensity a lot yeah. of variety and it's super high yeah and it's super high intense and it's like personally competitive like you want to get your personal best and that's what motivates you yeah it's really weird like i was doing i was doing um you know, weightlifting or bodybuilding for a year, whatever you want to call it. I never consider myself a bodybuilder, but I mean, it's just like you bench press and you squat and you do curls and that stuff. And I find my, I found myself getting really self-conscious about my body. Hmm. Like I really, it was really, hmm. it was really weird. I was like, man, I'm, the more I worked out, the more self-conscious I got about my body, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. when I started doing CrossFit, like I, I haven't even thought about the way that I looked since I've started doing CrossFit. Yeah, I noticed so, that. I've had some friends yeah. who who got into CrossFit and like the CrossFitters don't necessarily, they, they don't have that, they don't work on their vanity muscles. It's about overall body right. strength, right? It's about what you can do, not how you look as much. And uh, yeah, and I, I like that aspect of it because I did uh, P90X a few years back and I did like the full 90 days. I remember about like 60 days in, like I was just getting shredded, you know, from all the jump training yeah. and whatever core stuff and you know it's seven days a week and it's an hour and a half a day or something and uh and i remember just like you know looking in the bathroom mirror and like pinching the little bit of fat that was left on my body and being like oh man i gotta get rid of that and then like by the time wow by the time the 90 days was over it's like i didn't i couldn't pinch much of anything but i was still kind of like nervous about kind of gaining that back and worried about and then like so you're years saying later, you're saying well I'm just sorry, saying years later I look back at photos of when I had my P90X body and I was like I didn't even enjoy it. 
I was just right. thinking like See, next thing because it's all about how how I was looking, you know. And now that I'm like, so you're saying that chubby again? I'm like, I feel great. <laughs> P, P, so you're saying the P90X is the cult of religions, and this this <laughs> yeah. is more the community of the gospel of Christ. No, workouts. Uh, <laughs> See, the thing is, is like I I don't even do CrossFit in a gym. Like I I don't I just I have a little setup at my house. And I do that now. Um, you have a I personal have like a... relationship with CrossFit. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I have a squat squat rack, and it's like a it's like a know, shrine. You know? That's and... like the, the gym yeah. is the shrine, and you go down and you do your worship uh, routine. <laughs> it's it's kind of true. It's kind there of true. This, we like, all need ritual and practice, right? I was there actually a, about to is... do a CrossFit workout right now before we started this call. So, <laughs> do you think about that <laughs> during the right day? Now? Do you do you think about that, John? Where you're like, "Man, I need to get away. I need to do a workout. Like, I can't wait to do my workout." Do you look forward to it? Yes. Wow. Yeah. You, like typically, typically my schedule is I wake up at six and do a CrossFit workout before I take my kids to school. How long does that take? Um, I mean, usually an hour. So usually I'll stretch, do a crossfit uh they call them wads work out of the day and then i'll stretch and then i'll make breakfast for the kids and hang out with them and see that was another thing too is i was going i was going to a gym right in the morning before work so i wouldn't i would leave before my kids got out of bed and i wouldn't see them until you know six o'clock that night and then when we got home we would you know immediately eat dinner and then do bath and then they were in bed so I never saw yeah. my kids. Yeah. So I was like, I can invest a little bit of money into, you know, buying a, some weights and do this stuff at home. And then five days a week, I can spend an extra, you know, almost two hours with the kids in the morning. And that's a, that's a really important time. I think just kind of setting the, the tone of the day and kind of seeing them off um, to school and giving them some encouragement and, you know, it doesn't always mm. go that way. Sometimes it's like, get your backpack you, on. Yeah, but it's like chaotic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things we learned, we talked about in the last episode that stuck with me, you know, like we've done 100 podcasts now, not not a lot sticks, but some things stick. And what stuck is that like, you know, you kind of come into minimalism, minimalism thinking it's just not about acquiring junk, but it's kind of like making purposeful decisions, Right. I think. Mm-hmm. And so that sounds to align with what you wanted you know you want more time but you also want to feel good after you get get the workout highs so you combine the two and you said okay it's worth buying this home gym because it it, it gives me the things i want right yeah exactly it it could potentially seem counterintuitive to buy something to uh pursue a minimalistic uh sort of lifestyle but in this instance i think you're right it's like what's the goal? And it goes back to like setting goals. My goal is to spend more time with my family and also to be, um, you know, physically fit to stay healthy. And, um, one that I didn't mention was also to start doing some workouts with my wife, uh, which we've been doing in the morning as well. So all three of those goals were achieved by yes, spending a little bit of money and acquiring more possessions. But ultimately I think that it's, um, kind of served a better purpose than me not doing that and going to a gym, you know, for uh, an hour or two every morning and kind of not seeing my kids. And did you uh, did you cancel your gym membership? Yeah, 
Yes, I do not have a gym membership. So you're saving, you know, so, you'll make that money back, right? Over a couple of years. <laughs> the 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 funny thing is that since I've been doing CrossFit at home, I kind of have the itch to join a CrossFit gym now. So <laughs> that's when you go full in. Uh-oh. That's when you go full yeah. in. Those are going to um, be your only but, deepest, closest friends. No, no, no. You need you'll struggle you need together. To start a home church. A home church. Yeah, tr- a home yeah so right, right now I have a home. Yeah, right now I have a home church. We're doing Bible studies on the weekends, and I'm kind of deciding <laughs> whether or not I want to, I want to ch- become a member at a church, yeah, or a pastor of your own church, or a pastor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're an early. You're you're basically you know one of those early guys that. This is kind of funny because most of these pastors they get hyped up on the testosterone, create these mega churches, and then it all goes down in flames. So you're right at the beginning. <laughs> before you start your mega empire uh, right i feel like there's there's so much to unpack with that analogy right there man. <laughs> soon it's going to be like lines of people like wild wild country out your front door yeah waiting to cross waiting to crossfit to see the guru schneck that's my hope man. have you seen that have i have not seen that i've heard of it country it's heard of it but i've never seen it matt matt and i binged that I think at the same time, and it's uh, crazy. It's if anyone hasn't seen Wild Wild Country, go do yourself a favor, uh, and you can get some inside scoop into what it's like to be in a cult, which is what we're comparing CrossFit to. It's kind of cultish, <laughs> cult-like. I don't, I don't have um, time to watch that because I, I just watch CrossFit documentaries. So. <laughs> John, would you say that you're obsessive in any way? Like, you're, I think your mind works in a, stru- in, in like a hyper-structured manner. Like, I don't know... If I could do the things you do, like the extremity of, of, of which you uh, go after minimalism um, and then, you know, you get hooked on to something and you're just kind of into it for a while. Do you notice that pattern in your life or am I just like, is this not an accurate description of yourself? Are you asking if I'm feeling judged right now? Is that what you're asking? I'm not judging you. I'm just saying I'm obsessive <laughs> in different ways. I'm, I'm, obsessive, I'm just kidding. I'm obsessive in different ways about certain things. But not about like a a structured sort of mode of being. I'm kind of chaotic. Is, Matt gets laser yeah. vision and just and just goes. This has been somewhat of a source of contention over the past almost 14 years that I've been married with uh, with Lindsay. It's it's like I'll I'll dive into something and all of a sudden like I have to become an expert on it. Yeah. Um. So that that is that is sort of a character trait of mine. Uh, for better or worse. And that's what I'm saying. It's for better or worse, but it's but it's a thing that you have that I think that that this, is unique is unique in a way. This yeah. reminds me of a great quote that I saw on Twitter the other day. It's like uh 2 hour vegan starts food blog. Um <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I just you, took a sip of water t- when you said that. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Spit take. <laughs> yeah. Two hour vegan starts food blog. I just thought that was one of the best tweets I've seen in a while. Um, well, but it's, it's true, true though. You know, you 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 get wrapped into something. It's like you know, Matt and I went down the Bitcoin um, tunnel. We we got and we're still we're, kind of in it. We're crypto bros now, dude. I I've yeah. just been I've been doing a lot of research on Bitcoin actually because I'm I'm uh, studying to be a futurist in school. I'm getting a master's degree in futurism. Yeah, and oh, wow. uh, so we've been. I've I've kind of been studying the implications of crypto, and one of the most interesting things that I I read recently was 
that the rate of ransomed uh, kidnappings has gone up since uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies have become popular because of the anonymity of the transaction. So people right. can actually, you know, do anonymous um, ransoms now, fully anonymous ransoms. Uh, unlike, you know, previously you either had to do a bank wire, which was traceable or show up in person, which was traceable. Well, the transaction is traceable, but it's just to an address, not a person. So it's all it's all verified on the blockchain. So if, if some address, if they say send it to this address, you can watch where that money goes from that address. And you can, right. you know, they can find out, they can figure out, they can track the money essentially. But to find the person is a little bit more difficult because it's yeah. de it's decentralized. So the information is all over on the blockchain, all over the world essentially. And you don't, you don't, you can't really like geolocate it. But, uh, but right. yeah, I would like to know the stat on that. Like the rate of kidnappings, uh, if it goes up 15% and there's like four of them, now there's <laughs> now there's five, you know, I, I you know, yeah. I would like to see if like how many there's because there's people online that get hacked who are constantly posting pictures. This guy, Ian Bellina posted posts like daily photos of his block folio, um, which is his portfolio of of uh, cryptocurrency. And it's like anywhere between like two and four million dollars in there worth. And then he just like complained the other day that he was getting hacked Um and uh, had a bunch of stuff stolen or whatever. And it's like, yeah, don't don't post that you have millions of dollars in cryptocurrency. <laughs> you're just <laughs> right. begging hackers to, to get you. you know? Well, yeah, and he didn't he's not a security expert. He kind of kept his keys on uh he kept his keys in the cloud so people can just hack into the cloud, get his keys, steal all of his money. It's kind of yeah. stupid. Yeah. But I it's funny it's funny because at first, Nick, I thought you said, you know, I, I thought it was that people were uh, kidnapping people and just to get get their keys for their cryptocurrency <laughs> not because the transactions it's just like hey, right that guy's big in bitcoin get him yeah <laughs> kind of thing it's just roaming the trunk uh, yeah. yeah but that is that is uh interesting that with with every solution you know i just listened to bouillon uh as a bouillon uh, uh slat uh, the guy that's doing the ocean cleanup. I can't remember. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Oh, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's Bouillon. 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 Yeah. Anyway, it's he's using plastic to clean up plastic in the ocean, and it's like, you know, it's just this ir irony that, like, you know, it, it. Everyone's like, well, why are you using plastic to clean up plastic? He's like, I'm not anti-plastic, but with every solution every technology he was saying this on the podcast he was like it was on joe rogan he was saying every solution that we that and modern thing that we 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 go down we always have these downsides so we it takes technology to fix the problem that technology was trying to solve you know there's no right basically there's you know i i, I kind of adopted an anti-plastic mentality myself and then when i was listening to the podcast i was like maybe that's not the best way to think about this so some people go i'm either pro bitcoin or i'm anti-bitcoin and you know you know what i'm saying well like, for there's... every for every technological solution we have we have it, it presents a host of new problems that you have to solve right. yeah but you have to weigh the pros yeah. and cons you know like obviously blockchain technology is not going to go away and it is it is going to change the way that we conduct business the way that we do licensing the way that we track uh 
origin of of documents and um, uh, digital media on the internet. I mean, all these middlemen and these big sort of dinosaur companies when it comes to patents or when it comes to licensing, like all that stuff will be verifiable on a blockchain of one or another sort. And, uh, and that's just going to be the nature of everything. And the coins that we're purchasing right now to like invest in are really just shares in these companies that are, are going to inevitably revolutionize every industry. And that's the way we see futurism. (laughs) But futurism Futurism is a great. We could have just done this podcast on futurism because that's like cryptozoology. It's like you know, it is. These, it's like how is it like? Big, it, yeah, it's funny. how is it like Bigfoot? <laughs> because it's like you <laughs> have no idea like what the future is going to. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's why. No cryptozoology. <laughs> I didn't say anything about Bigfoot. I just think it's funny because it's like a study of something that you think might happen or think is there. What are you talking about? It's, futurism. You know, the, so explain know. futurism to me, uh, John, cause I, yeah, I studied, I, I studied futuristic art and I know that was like a, it was, it was a movement. Yeah. Is that anything like I mean, what I mean, you're talking about? No, it's basically like, uh, studying, uh, past, present and future trends and creating probable and possible, uh, scenarios, uh, in any sort of, business model or um it's it's also um not necessarily saying like where is bitcoin going but what are the implications of bitcoin mm. um to a society yeah, <clears throat> yeah the implications um, are huge for sure you know so like what like what are the tr- what are uh surrounding trends that may be relating to an industry that people don't think about um, so for instance, like if we were talking about music, because we're all musicians, um, how will gas prices affect the music industry? Um, how will tourism affect the music industry? How will, um, the new tax plan and having more, dis- uh, more or less, uh, income in your paycheck affect the music industry. So finding these kind of correlating trends that go with, um, industries that you wouldn't necessarily connect to them and finding ways to connect them to create an overarching picture of where the future of one particular industry is going. So it's a social science, but it's focused on industry specifically enterprise. Um, I mean, it can be, it, it can be focused on anything. I mean, there are environmental futurists, there are, okay. you know, economical futurists, there are, um, I, my, my sister's in, uh, she's got a PhD in, uh, uh, international affairs politics mm-hmm. international pol- uh, something political and uh and she essentially does that it's just it's just comparing you know you have like the cultural and the um the governmental and the economic and all these different data and how different countries are going to be impacted by certain policies or um you know certain exports or whatever like all this and it's just a lot of looking at data and analyzing um the the impacts of it but do you but do you did you get my point though you see how it's kind of like cryptozoology like they're kind of in the like it's <laughs> it's sort of like you have these hints in these signs nobody can see my thing. face right now <laughs> I, can't, see my I, face, actually, uh, I actually can see your face right I, now. I left my video on so i could give a little bit of visual <laughs> come on it's like yeah. you're taking some you know loose you're taking loose data and you're making uh, assumptions right loose dirt um i wouldn't say i wouldn't say assumptions i would 
I would say that you're actually taking hard data and you're making strategic uh, uh, forecasts, okay. basically. Predictions. Predictions. So people come to you, so people come to a, a futurist? Like a company a dope name for like a job. Down. Like if you were like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a futurist. Like you could, you're just doing it so yeah. you can put it in your Twitter bio. I know you. That is a hundred. That is a hundred percent. While I'm <laughs> why I'm doing it. Yes. Do you just do you just read 1984 and is that like the first assignment to be a it, futurist? It you're, it actually is. <laughs> it actually, that's is. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, futurism. How good is that book for you as a futurist? Is it like the is it like the Bible? It it is it is the Bible. It's I have my CrossFit journal and I have 1984 and that's all I need. <laughs> that's how you have survived everything. You're prepped. Yeah. Preppers. I'm prepped. Uh, well, that's uh, awesome. yeah. Oh that's man, cool. that's great though. I love that. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. Look, don't crucify me. Matt hates me because everything comes back to cryptozoology. I didn't even say the word. I just said we're in the arena of of you know. I just think it's funny that a, a science of something that's to come or hasn't been proven, it feels like it's uh, in this space of it's just it's silly to be an expert in that, you know, uh, well, like knowing what's going to going to come. You know, I guess I so, guess my point so, is mute. people are just rolling their eyes like, what the hell is Nate talking about? Don't don't uh, don't hear me saying that like a futurist is able to predict the future. Basically, what yeah. what a futurist would do would be take the data that's here and follow past trends and follow where they have gone, um, and look at current trends and sort of fringe trends that are happening now to see. So you don't to create you don't, possible scenarios of. So basically, like if I was going to do a consulting job for you, I would whatever it is that we wanted to decide where we're where one industry or one specific thing is going, we would create possible and or plausible scenarios so like a dystopian scenario and a utopian scenario a possible plausible yeah. um with different degrees of certainty like i'm 50 percent sure that this will happen i'm 10 percent sure that this will happen and there's you know a relative degree of uncertainty and everything because it hasn't happened yet but you can kind yeah. of predict like whenever steve jobs in, in, in announced the ipad you know, it was pretty much a, a, a well, safe prediction that things were going to go more towards mobile car- carrying around tablets and yeah, things like that. Yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what are some things that? What are some things that you would say in the next ten years? Here are some things that might happen or might might come to fruition. Some things that, like some trends that you kind of see things going. I know you're not saying you're not saying Bitcoin's going to be worth half a million dollars in 10 years you're not saying that i get that but um no i I don't i don't have a lot of i mean i don't have a lot of data that i've researched on bitcoin but i do feel i do feel like um cryptocurrency is not going anywhere Uh, i feel like i mean it's such a small percentage of population that are using cryptocurrency as a form of currency right now um, and the lack of liquidity in it i feel like it's still a fringe thing um, but I see how blockchain and cryptocurrency and all that, all that uh, technology is definitely going to be around for a long time, unless you know the banks all get together and just drum it out. Um, it, I mean, regulation. I don't know. There's a. 
I guess there's some outstanding um, legislation right now. They're trying to figure out how to regulate Bitcoin. Um, yeah. I know there are banks that are, I mean, you guys probably know this better than me, but banks that if they catch you, you know, doing crypto transactions will cancel your bank account. So, yeah. I mean, it seems, it seems like that is a definite threat to a major, major industry. Um, and then the governmental implications, I mean, taking control of money away from governments of the world is, yeah. I mean, that is a humongous implication. Well, that comes some serious yeah, the, the crazy thing is you can't, you can't stop Bitcoin. There's literally, you have to shut down everyone who's operating a node so that transactions can be verified. And to do that, right. it's just impossible. It's worldwide. Um, but you, what you can do is regulate the exchanges. So the people people use these right. exchanges like Coinbase is a big one or Binance. Um, Coinbase operates out of San Francisco or the, somewhere in the U.S. So they are, you know, subject to laws, you know, security laws and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a lot of people in crypto who are lobbying to, you know, and there's there's a lot of people who understand the value of it and saying even the regulators are going, we need to figure out how to monitor what's going on here without yeah. impacting the technology because we believe in the technology. Yeah, there, there are a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of positive implications of things like uh, cryptocurrencies for, for uh, communities who can't, who don't have access to banking. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. there, there are a lot of positive implications, but there are also a lot and of, I could tell you several currencies that are, you should invest in right now. I got a, I got 165,000 in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get yourself some Telcoin. Telcoin, yeah, there that's you go. The big yeah. one in that. So they, that's the, that's they're working the big on, one in that. they're working on um, <laughs> remittances and uh, mostly, I believe, right, which is basically Western Union. If you want to wire transfer money, you know, say we have you, you have a, a working immigrant in a country uh, sending money back to their home country and their home family. They have to, they have to spend all this money on this transaction. Um, right. And, uh, and a instant sort of sending with a mobile device, that value could transfer across borders because there's no sort of middleman and, uh, for, you right. know, a fraction of, you know, just pennies. So, uh, for, for, for whoever's running the node to verify it or whatever. So they, and there's just all these, it's like a billion dollar industry, this, remittances um and then also they're they're working with uh gsm uh satellite to um to get to like third world countries you know a third of the world and you know people don't have a bank account and so if you're you know if you're some subsistence farmer in you know i don't know africa or something and you need to transfer value um somewhere at a distance uh you all you need is a flip phone you know, and you could do that and you don't need a bank. And, and, you know, obviously a lot of banks are corrupt in the world and a lot of governments are corrupt. And so, uh, to be able to put the, put the power to the people and, uh, you know, everyone's right. got a smartphone, right? So, um, yeah, that's one of the positives for sure. Yeah. yeah it's, it's um, weird though. It's, it's, it, the more you talk about all this, Matt, I'm kind of going, man, the future is, I mean, it, it really feels like we're on the verge of, of just, an explosion like we've never seen, I think, of technology. There's just, you know, I think the kid who, you know, somebody is born already who will never have to have a driver's license. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kid's already been born. Um, our kids might not 
ever have driver's licenses. Well, the that's just weird. Teens, teens these days aren't getting them. It, it was not, it's not a rite of passage anymore. They see cars as as inconvenient and 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 expensive and bad for the environment. And that's like the general trend is. Uh, you know, well, they just sit in their room and see what their friends are doing on their phones. They just they don't want to go hang out. They just Uber or, or you don't, yeah, you don't you don't have to drive transit. anywhere to to play Fortnite with your friends. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to drive anywhere anymore. Oh, you that's just the Uber thing. to your friend's yeah. house. I guess that's weird. You don't have to drive anymore. Really... You just go on social media and Snapchat each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's still, a, it's like... very interesting. I, I I've really really enjoyed kind of digging into uh, that that sort of aspect of kind of where humanity is going um, with technology, but also just societally. I think there's a lot of, you know, when people think about the future, the, the first thing they think about is like Star Trek and they think about like tech, you know, they think about like where is technology going? Right. Um, but I think there's a lot more that you can think about in terms of just like what is a possible non-technical future look like you know what is a what is just a normal trend of where like societies and um different socioeconomic groups like what 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 is the future of this this person group here um in in the current trend that they're on with or without technology Mm -hmm. um i think that's also extremely interesting to kind of where societies are going yeah yeah we've we, we've watched one too many science fiction shows so <clears throat> you know we can't even think outside of the technology aspect of futurism we just think yeah. back to the future that's where our right go and the and that's know. that's definitely the probably one of the more fun aspects of futurism like what like when when is everybody going to have a, a vr visor and when is everybody going to be riding in fully autonomous cars um and you know kind of sleeping on their way to work or you know sleeping on their way to florida from tennessee um and wake up and they're all of a sudden at disney world like when is that going to happen like that's also exciting um but i think that's 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 even like a fringe of the future you know i think that that's still going to be a um one of the kind of futurist futurism quotes is like the future is already here. It's just not evenly dispersed. Right. So, you know, even though, even if we do see like really great technological advances, it's still not going to be evenly dispersed among all. all, Yeah. Well, there's certain, there's certain technological advances that are just fundamental to human nature. And like, you know, we all thought, you know, we saw Back to the Future and we're like, oh, yeah, everyone's going to have a hoverboard, you know. Right. And no, that like even if there's hoverboards are cheap and anybody could get one, not everyone's going to have a hoverboard because it doesn't answer some fundamental need to hover. But right. social media speaks to some fundamental need for connection. And that's why right. everybody is on social media, right? Because right. we feel like we're missing out. We're... We're, we're tribal people, we're community, uh, we long for community and connection, and uh, we're social mammals. And so social media is just like crack. That's the technology that was just like crack yeah. for the masses. Because yeah, and even social, plays... media is at a, even social media is at an impasse right now with you know the, these data scandals and whatnot. And I mean, Nate, Nate knows as well as anybody how, how MySpace was untouchable at one point. Yeah. And now they're 
you know, just a, a small fraction of a percentage of what Facebook is. And, you know, I think that I think that Facebook is as vulnerable as ever to having, uh, you know, another competitor come in and grab some market share um, or just changing the business model. You know, I've even read articles about the future of social as they pay you for your data. Yeah. Um, or, you know, or it's a, or you're paying, you're, you're paying to stay off the grid on social or social is actually paying you in terms of, even if there's a new crypto, um, um, I'm trying to think what it's called. Um, mines, maybe mines.com. I forget, mm. but it's a, it's like a blockchain based, social um, media, Earn? social, social network where you are. Earn.com. Nate's probably got, a ba- so. Nate's I'm, probably got a huge bag of it. <laughs> I mean, it's a, they have, they have a newsfeed and everything's social, but anytime you answer questions or exchange your data, you get, uh, you get coins. Yeah. Um, Coinbase.com does that. Well, earn, earn, yeah. Earn, uh, Coinbase just bought that, right, Nate? Yeah. 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 So yeah, the biggest basically supplier of Bitcoin bought this website called earn.com and you get paid to like actually read emails and open emails so that people know that their yeah. stuff's just not going out into the the one that i'm space thinking of is called minds minds.com oh, okay. um, but yeah probably it's, it's several... probably the very same same idea yeah yeah there's several blockchains trying to figure out how to operate and that's what i love about the blockchain is you can kind of like cut out the middleman like there's one called music coin which is like spotify but 100 percent of the royalties go to artists and mm. so the way that the way that the company works is it works with the coin. So you pay each other in that and their coin and then you know as the stock value goes up, so does everyone's money. But it's like Well and then, you know, and then attributions like, and attributions fixed too. So you can't steal you know, you can't steal a song because uh, exactly it comes it comes verified as the original master and, and it won't get verified on the blockchain unless it has the ISRC code. So you have you have these transfers of, of value for art or music that are, are yeah. verified original and uh, can't mm-hmm. be copied which is cool yeah and i think it's yeah that is i think it's cool. amazing for for so many people who and it sucks for like if you're like a youtube star you've got 10 million followers on youtube but you don't own those followers they're not your followers at any point right. youtube can shut your account down so they can shut your livelihood down so right you and know, it, it happens it raises a lot of questions yeah. Yeah, it does happen, and Spotify can just shut your your take your record off their s- platform, and like, yeah, you know, I've got some friends who are making anywhere from five hundred to ten thousand dollars a month on Spotify. So it's like, wait, you know, and I think these blockchain companies are giving the power back to the actual individual, and I think that's fascinating. Um, yeah, yeah, well, that, that's they can one control it. That's one thing that uh, sort of uh, that a that a futurist could do for a musician is like, say, say a musician has, you know, six buckets of income. Um, and one of those buckets is worth, you know, 50 or 60% of that, that artist's income. Um, but like say it's YouTube or say it's Spotify, but the artist has no idea anything about that industry. You know, they have no idea how YouTube operates, how you, if, if YouTube is planning any sort of new rev share, or if YouTube is planning yeah. to, you know, like they just, after the, the kid who filmed the kid hanging in the forest, you know, they, they did a whole reboot of how many followers you had to have in order to even monetize on YouTube. 
So, I mean, there, it's not crazy to think that YouTube on a whim could just say, you know what, Hey, we're going to redo this whole thing. Um, and if you have, you know, 60 to 70% of your eggs in that basket, um, with no idea of what, what the trends are pointing to for that technology, then, you know, you're pretty much flying without, you're driving without headlights or whatever. Um, so that's where like a futurist could come in and say, Hey, I can help you kind of see where these trends are going and try to provide value for you so that you can diversify your income uh, streams, um, in order to yeah. not get, get kind of up a Creek without a paddle, man, I've got so many really yeah. bad euphemisms here, but no, it's great. <laughs> no, no, it's great. I mean, uh, you know, my wife sells a lot of stuff on teacherpayteacher.com, which is basically a website that supplies, um, you know, one, two dollar, three dollar little things that teachers can buy to help their classroom. And she's got, you know, right now, I mean, that's a big, big part of our income. And we had this conversation the other day, like, what happens if, like, this website goes away? Uh, right. Or what happens if some free thing comes out? Or what happens if, you know, so where she's trying to build her own blog up to get that going. She's trying to build other platforms up. Yeah, people are trying to do uh, personal subscribers now and and, and membership and stuff like that because then it's just you and your customer and there's no middleman in between. I mean, that was the same thing with like, I remember switching to Facebook and, you know, after MySpace was just infested with bots, you know, in like 2007. And uh, I remember going to Facebook and going, wow, uh, everyone who I talk to on here is a real verified person. And that that was really cool. And then when I you know, made my band page, you know, if I posted something, everybody who followed us saw it. And, uh, and that was amazing. And I, and I, you know, we had like 8,500, you know, followers on Facebook and like 85,000 on MySpace. But the value of Facebook was so much higher because it was just so much more efficient in the communication sense. And then in 2012, they, they have they go public and they have to make money and they have to get ads and so they have to put algorithms in and they have to limit people's news feeds because people don't just want to be hit up by fifty thousand I mean, things they don't care about and then we get restricted and we can't communicate with people and now we're stuck on this platform that we helped you know build essentially like we you know have eighty thousand people who yeah. follow us there and we have we have no ability to move those people to some place where we can talk to them. And that's well. I right. mean, we did that as a band. We did that as a band. Like we had all our eggs in the MySpace basket. When MySpace went down, we're like, "Oh, we should have been building our email list yeah. for the last four years, and we didn't because yeah. MySpace was our email list." And then yeah. suddenly, our email list up and left to Facebook, and we didn't have access. And uh, it's a chronic, chronic problem of yeah, like technologies are a huge part of how everyone hustles and makes a living. And then they can disappear overnight. And I think, I guess the future that Matt and I have noticed is that these coins, these this blockchain, these things, it's going to help kind of solve some of that, maybe, hopefully. Um, but maybe not. But I know it has that, a potential uh, to. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I love gotta, that assessment. Gotta, but gotta, maybe not. <laughs> well, I mean, you never know. Like you said, the government could come and try to shut it all down. I mean, I think it's going to find a way, you know. To me, blockchain kind of feels like Jurassic Park. You know, the it's it's just going to find well, a the way pro, to the, multiply the, and, yeah, and the, take over. The protocols and the ideas won't ever go away. And you know, whatever is yeah. the face, whatever is the face of it, will change. It's just like social media. 
It, it's just a thing that will just always be here. And it might not be Instagram or Facebook. And it definitely, we thought it was going to be MySpace forever. And that was like a five-year period. <laughs> so they can, right. you know, the face can change. The mask can, can, can swap out. But the idea is, you know, that's that you, that you can't kill. So, well, just like the world is evolving, so is this podcast. We started out with minimalism, and then we evolved to the future. Um, <laughs> we we evolved to Bitcoin that... maximalism. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I know you gotta you gotta we gotta wrap this up, Schneck, because you gotta go. Do you have any last thoughts? Should we be into CrossFit? Are you yeah, evangelizing so... it? I, we should do it. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not an evangelist in any, any okay. way, shape or form. Um, however, um, you're probably going to die if you don't do it. Okay. So. Okay. Good. <laughs> well, I can guarantee that you're probably going to die no matter what you do. So <laughs> also true. Also true. But if you guys are, uh, ever in town and want to come over and, and cross it with me, you just, you just call me right out, man. Hey, where are you at these days? Uh, Nashville. Oh, well. I live down the street from Nate, but we never see each other. That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know that you were in Nashville. I thought you were somewhere else. I know. We've got yeah, I'm 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 coming over. All right. All right. Come, come over. over. Go hey, hang out. Hey, I think I've actually been to your house the last couple times. So at least I did at least I try. <laughs> yeah, I think you're I think you're probably right. Life with kids. <laughs> you know. Uh but if if I will tell you this, John. If if Matt just up and disappears, it's because he told the internet that he had a hundred and sixty thousand <laughs> telcoin. Telcoin. So it's worth. You might you might want to say goodbye it, to him. It's right I'm yeah, a four hundred. Nice I am a four hundred dollar heir, and so if I disappear, <laughs> just know someone's after my money. The future is now, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I love this. The future is great. Yeah. Um, if you want it if you want it yeah there's a song in there somewhere boys it's like a John Lennon poster the future is great if you want it it's a John Schneck poster alright John Schneck poster (laughs) I love these jokes you guys are great thanks for coming on last minute I hope you uh, guys all liked this episode hit us up on those centralized (laughs) social media exchanges like Facebook and Twitter all the places Um, that don't pay you for your data yeah Send us an email at uh, don't email the trolls and hit up our Patreon if you like to support, you know, things besides Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, You can also support us with Bitcoin if you want. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Take care. Later. Later.